Back again, back again, episode 28. Come together. Cassian and I wandered down into the market, ducking among fire jugglers, street musicians, more bards, bands, all sorts. Vendors hawked their wares, calling out to the people milling through the streets in Rizayan. The words lost among the muddle for me, but their carts and tables and tents, half full of creations I didn't have words for, were suitable enough. We didn't disguise ourselves, didn't put on hoods or change into more common clothing. I wore my Midas shirt and stomping boots and had my sword at my side. Cassian was a princeling through and through. Chin high and shoulder knocking into mine every few steps. The sort of soft smile on his face made my chest ache. Rex came the calls from the vendors, from the poets. Rex at that that bat the kinna Twilight faded in above us. We stopped to watch a play in the street, a troupe of actors set up on a temporary stage. I struggled through translations as the actors bounced their lines around, ions like thumping hearts, like patter songs running through them. The crowd grew and thinned and grew again, but we stayed and laughed and tossed coins to the actors with the rest of the gathered when they took their bows. Rex, one of them said. Elihitha. They crowded the edge of the stage, and Cassia took the hands of the girl at the front, her eyes done up in green and gold. Gratinuk, he said, and pressed his forehead to the back of her hands. Gratinuk. It was this Cassian I loved. Soft, eyes filled with delight. It was as we turned to go that I saw Rhea, a glimpse, an idea at the edge of the gathered crowd. It was as our eyes locked that the girl from the Elihidanim Thraim, from the party, Rhea's lover or Rhea's friend, the one Cassian told the soldiers to never let back into the castle, shouldered her way to Rhea's side and put a hand around her waist, unaware of how still Rhea had gone. Cassian followed my gaze, and his darkened. He broke through the crowd like the prince he could be, no shoving, just movement, intentional and solid. As other people had the sense to get out of his way, my heart stuttering, I scrambled after him, dogging his steps as the blood drained from Rhea's face. The girl caught sight of us. She did not flinch away, but put a step between Rhea and herself before dropping into a low, sarcastic bow. My sovereigns. She dropped, the words an odd fit in her mouth, and as she stood, her eyes raked over the two of us, not missing the anxiety I'm sure had flushed my cheeks, the anger that had turned Cassian's the same. Cassian's eyes met the girl's, electricity crackling between them. She still did not flinch. Neither did Cassian. 
They were mirrors of each other, shoulders squared and chins raised and mouths quirked like any second they might bare their teeth. I darted in front of Cassie in the same moment Rhea slid in front of the girl, her the only one of the two of us tall enough to break their gaze. I still didn't know what my plan was besides stop this festival from becoming a war, but Cassian sidestepped me. The girl smirked. She did not take her hands from Rhea's waist, and that was when Cassian's eyes slid down to where they rested. If it was possible for Rhea to look any more afraid, it was then. Rhea? Cassian said, his voice short. There is a slight measure of politeness to it, a bit of prince, a bit of king that survived this crop. Who is this? Who is this, of course, Met. Do you know who this is? He said it in English. A conversation for the three of us and no one else. hit me for just a second what life could have been like if our paths had intertwined just a little differently. If Cassian and Rhea and I had grown into a group of three against the world together. Instead, there were three different histories. Rhea and Cassian, a childhood long past that I hardly knew. Rhea and I, Nights and starlight and stories for words and kindred spirits and Cassian and I. A future of greatness and a past and present of blood and swords and something else. Cave words and camaraderie like, like the cover of the Falsettos playbill. This is how we connect, but not quite all together. This is... Rhea stuttered. Cassian, this is... She turned to the girl, pulling her hands from her waist. She murmured to her in Rosain. The girl stepped around Rhea. Iolo, she said. Hello, my sovereign. Cassian pursed his lips. In Rezaim, he said, You were banned from the palace. This is not the palace, Iolo retorted. She is of the palace, Cassian said, nodding to Rhea. She belongs to herself, Iolo said. Rhea winced. Cassian said, Slowly. She has a role to fill, like all of us. What is your role, Iolo from around? Iolo smirked and said nothing. Rhea whispered something to her, fast and low, hardly pricking my hearing. Iolo said something back, her lips drawn up into a snarl, her eyes flashed towards Cassian. And then she laughed. To provide entertainment to those who seek it, King. 
I'd be happy to provide you with the same, given a dark room and enough silver. Cassian flushed, flinching backwards. That's... I... Rhea was a rebel. Part of the Fretten. And even though I hadn't known for certain at the time, I would have bet my sword that Iolo was too. Rhea's lover, Rhea's partner in... Rebellion? Crime? But Iolo had guessed right. The thing that would make Cassian fold his hand and break his focus. Maybe Rhea had told her. Maybe Rhea had known. Yes, King? The girl purred. Rhea? Cassian said. We'll talk later. Please. Rhea nodded, still pale, and Cassian whirled away. I stood, staring at the two of them for a breath, two before Iolo said, in slow Rhysaean. Who do you stand with, Helihitha? I checked over my shoulder. Cassian was disappearing into the crowd. Rhea, I whispered. I stand with Rhea. The Olo cackled. Then stay, Elihiva. Come with us. The Olo, Rhea protested, and the girl shot her a look. I froze. I... I realize you do not have to do that, Rhea said in English and repeated herself in Rhysaean as Iolo stared. Your time. Your choices. I panicked, shot another glance over to where Cassian had vanished. I, I can't. Not, not yet. I, 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 I need to go find Cassian. Rhea repeated my words back to the other girl, and she bared her teeth. Find them. Go find your king. Aistas. Another word that's hard to explain. It means... Puppets. I guess. Malleable. Conduit of someone else's will. I hadn't known it then, but had assumed it was an insult. I mouthed sorry to Rhea, and I went to go find Cassian. Back Again, Back Again is written and produced by me, Abigail Eliza. If you're enjoying the show, please consider leaving a review on your podcast platform of choice or supporting Back Again, Back Again on Ko-fi at ko-fi.com backslash backagainpodcast, where if you leave a topic in your donation box, I'll write you a ridiculous little limerick to read out at the end of the show.
If you'd like to hear more about the show, visit us on Twitter, Instagram, or Tumblr at Back Again Podcast, or on TikTok at Abigail Eliza Writes. Our outro music is Nightingales by Pierce Murphy from the album To Japan, and is licensed under an attribution license. The song was retrieved from freemusicarchive.org. Visit the description of this episode for full copyright information and a link to the page. Sound effect attribution, similarly, can be found in the episode description. If you've made it this far, thanks for sticking around. I'm so proud of you for making it through your worst days and for finding happiness where you can. You are loved. I hope you have a wonderful day. <laughs>